Before I start, I want to attribute the title of this talk to Reverend Doug Kraft. He was the minister of the UU Church at Sacramento. He's my meditation teacher and my therapist. His book, Buddha's Map, has a chapter called Thriving in Difficult Times. And he's also given a talk at Google by the same title. I haven't heard that talk in a while or read that chapter in a while, but I recall the title when I was thinking about my talk. And with his permission, I decided to use that title. And I'll be referring to quite a bit of what he and few other meditation teachers have said over the years. Okay. We often hear that the secret of happiness lies inside us. What we don't often hear is that the secret of happiness lies inside the secret of unhappiness. So what is the secret of unhappiness? We will explore that. Difficult times are trying times. They expose our vulnerabilities. Many of us more often feel unhappy in these times. And that gives us more chance to explore the secret of unhappiness and hence more chances to understand the secret of happiness. We'll explore all of this today and what Buddha had to say about all of this. I will take you through this. I will take you through this as a logical narrative in my first part. And in the second part, we'll do some interactive session where, uh, where I will ask you some questions. I will request that you type those answers in the chat box. Think of it as a class where there'll be a quiz at the end. If you pay attention to the first part, you will enjoy the second part a little bit more. And just a little bit of story on that. In my college days, very few people were showing up for a particular class they had all signed up for. And the professor decided to show a favor to those who showed up. And those few, he said, there'll be a surprise quiz tomorrow. And here are the questions I'm going to ask. Next day, everybody showed up and everybody knew what the questions were. So what the heck, here are the questions I will ask in the end. What patterns in your mind make you feel tense? And what makes you relaxed? What patterns in your mind make you feel tense? And what makes you relaxed? And how do you want the relaxed to feel? We will come back to it. Let's get back to Buddha. Buddha's journey did not start from looking out for ways to be happy. His journey famously started by seeing that there is unhappiness and dissatisfaction in the world. He was not interested in finding out what made us unhappy. He was interested in finding out how we became unhappy. The first sermon Buddha gave after his enlightenment was in the deer park in, deer park in Benares, India, and is often known as the Sermon on Four Noble Truths. Doug calls these truths as ennobling truths. They are not noble as in they are not sacred, but they are ennobling as following them can make us Arya, expert in knowing how to be happy or some call noble. So Buddha's first ennobling truth is that sometimes there is dissatisfaction in life. We feel bad from time to time. There are bummers in our life. Buddha was not interested in knowing what makes us feel bad. Again, he was interested in knowing how we feel bad. How do we come from, let's say, being on a favorite vacation spot happy to being stuck in the traffic upset? What happens? The answer was surprising. 
something happens inside us as a response to the events happening outside of us which affect our feeling of well-being and not always in the predictable way i'm pretty sure each of us had at least one time when traffic did not bother us and we merrily chatted the whole way or at least one time where that favorite favorite vacation spot did not seem so appealing so what happened we can internally react to similar external events in different ways so what goes on when we feel bad buddha found that the, at the same time we start to feel bad there is a pre verbal pre cognitive tightness we feel inside and that was the second ennobling truth many translations call second ennobling truths as cause of suffering as is is craving or desire but desire comes much further downstream in your mental landscape what he was referring to was actually a physical tightness which you feel inside and if we accept and observe this tightness and invite it to relax it softens and it does not come in in the way of our well being if we try to get rid of it and react to it we become unhappy buddha said that we should abandon this tightness let it be and relax and that was the third ennobling truth we feel this tightness from time to time and most often our response is, our response is to try to get rid of it and that is the secret of being unhappy trying to get rid of that tightness this tightness is not an esoteric dogma once we know how to look for it we will find it everywhere first major clue is that it is felt on the body you do feel tight somewhere inside your body before you feel bad now the secret of happiness is to keep noticing that tightness and remembering to let it be and invite it to be relaxed simple but not always easy are you with me so far my other meditation teacher bhante vimal ramsi gives this example to zoom into the sequence of how we become unhappy let's say we get up in the night to go to the bathroom it is dark and our foot hits the laundry basket lying on the way to the bathroom and we stub our toe and let's zoom into what happens in those few moments first there is a sensory contact the foot hits the laundry basket there is a painful feeling and then there is this tightness which buddha called tanha that tightness is usually followed by naming that experience i don't like it just that and then the storylines start to come up about why this happened how bad this was and the storylines could be about why this laundry basket should not have been there how my parents were always right that i am clumsy and how the person who put the basket over there is so stupid or how i wish this is this would stop am i bleeding will i be able to sleep with this we are wired to explain our experiences with such storylines we need these storylines to survive in the world dug says that they are part of how we evolved over millions of years on the other hand our emotional and cultural backgrounds color these stories now back to the tightness the reason we are not able to notice the tightness is because we get engrossed and lost in the storylines in difficult times and particularly with the lockdown we face our mental landscape much more often we are with ourselves 
we face dissatisfaction and bummers more often. We see how our mind tells us stories. Sometimes we start to see those patterns. We see that it is telling us the same stories over and over again. And sometimes we are even, even able to call the bluff on those stories or those patterns. So when we look at them from the perspective of what Buddha said about the mind, these times seem to provide many golden opportunities. Many more people these days are taking therapy or talking to their friends more openly or family more openly or geared towards yoga and meditation. And what is the mind trying to do all the time? Just as a helpful fitness trainer, the mind keeps telling us exactly where we are stuck. Even though it does not feel good, what a blessing it is. These times point us to the place where we are stuck and show us that these tight, dark spaces are the portals to our freedom. If we learn how to let go of them, we can move into the ocean of happiness, love and peace. Tishnat Han said, happiness is available. Please help yourself to it as if it was a buffet. And we don't become vegetables after letting go of that tightness. We most fully engage with the problem we are facing. Instead of reacting with that reptilian brain, we engage our executive faculties. We collaborate, we discuss, perhaps find a solution. And more importantly, we chill. We step back and we see the big picture. And that is the benefit of letting go of that tightness. Doug Kraft simplified the noble truths or ennobling truths much further. He said, turn towards the suffering, relax into it, and savor the wholesome qualities. Again, turn towards, relax into, and savor. Evolutionarily, we are wired into either suppressing the feeling or trying to get rid of it. We try to look out into the world to see what is wrong outside. We run away or try to fix the problem. We do fight or flight. Well, why do we have to look out in the world when we are running away? We have to at least know which way is away, right? If our ancestors were looking into the tightness and relaxing into it and feeling great with the world, being one with everybody, they would be eaten by predators. Or if they were relaxing the tightness and feeling content while there was a potential mate or food outside, by the time they are done looking inside, the mate or food may have walked away. And we wouldn't be here. And that's how evolutionarily we are wired to look out every time we feel that tightness. Most people today try to numb out when they feel this tightness or any kind of dissatisfaction. Binge watching on Netflix, talking about inane stuff, immersing oneself in work. We all have our own ways of doing it. None of that is wrong per se, but we also know that avoiding looking into our pain and suffering does not end it. The secret of happiness lies in the secret of how we become unhappy. Yet we don't do it. We don't turn towards our suffering. Turning towards looks very hard and scary. And sometimes it is. However, when we actually turn towards it, we realize that it is not a very big deal after all. The resistance to face it was causing most of the problem. Even Disney tells us to let it go. Let it go, let it go. And what is the it which we need to let go? It is that tension and tightness we feel from time to time 
as we start to feel bad. Dukha samudaya. Suffering starts at the same time as that tightness or craving or tension starts. Again, back to the difficult times. Difficult times like these are precious. They expose our vulnerabilities. They offer us opportunities to deepen through them. Difficult times are difficult because the part of the process which helps to bring freedom and healing gets a chance to become super active. It points us to those doors and windows which have been shut for months and years. We are urged to open them. When we open them, initially they may lead us into dark, dingy warehouses or windy alleys. But as we make our way through them, a much quieter, fun, joyous, comfortable place is unveiled. Think about somebody who's trying to hold the beach balls under the water the whole life. All you have to do is let go. Buddha said the unwholesome states are nivarna or covering. Covering which hides our happy and peaceful nature. Believe it or not, happiness is the default state of our mind. The moment you let go of the tightness, you get a blast of happiness. So now back to the quiz on the interactive part of this talk. And I will ask you to write your responses in the chat. First, let us find out how happy and unhappy feels. So remember a time when you were happy. And maybe in a sentence or a few words, I have my own examples, but I would like to hear from you what is one time or sometimes when you have felt happy. For some people, it's been listening to music. For some, it is meeting their friends. For some, after a workout or getting something done. So Beth says here, when I'm with my daughter and granddaughter. And Barbara says, hugs from grandchildren. Richard says, when I got a good health report. Christy says, when my granddaughter ran and jumped into my arms when I came to her school. Jane says, peak of the mountain on a hike. Dave says, smell out in the nature. Elsa says, walking in the nature. John says, looking at a, a black-eyed Susan flower. Very nice. Eric says, I remember being on a river rafting trip. There was friendship, exercise, sunshine, scented air, and all of that. Nadine says, he's just scrolling faster than I can read them. A green cup of tea. Let me sample them now. <laughs> when I was able to connect to other people, when I came to understand of what I believe, watching the summer solstice sunset on the beach, delicious food, singing in the choir, Sitting as a family and looking for the comet, floating down a river, enjoying a dinner in the backyard with dear friends, in a grove of redwoods, and when I have a, leave, uh, when I have a meal with my, my son's family. So how does this make you feel? L thinking about what made you feel happy and thinking about other, how, what makes other people happy. How does this make you feel? And Sean and Grace say, playing board games with the kids. John says, watching a coconut octopus fold up into his coconut. Just gently invite a memory which naturally comes to you. And now try to stay with the feeling. 
drop the storyline and try to stay with that feeling. Let's take a moment to see how this lovely feeling feels. Maybe you want to close your eyes and just feel whatever made you happy. Does it feel mellow and serene and relaxed? Or does it feel tense and uptight? I would guess that it feels relaxed. It feels serene, it feels mellow. Now let's switch gears. Now remember a time when you were upset and please write down your responses. This may be a harder exercise. Maybe someone said something to you or some concern came over. You were angry at someone. Somebody cut you off in traffic. Your favorite restaurant was closing down. What happened which made you once unhappy? Sorry for swinging you back and forth on this, but it's important to see how we shift. Richard says, when I lost my computer files, Mary says, her daughter's suicide, losing her daughter to suicide. Sean says, 2016 presidential election. Vijaya says, um, when I was having regular anxiety attacks. Dave says, the closing of parks. When I imagine how divided we are, upset every time we hear from the Donald. Berating myself for laziness about exercise finding the dishwasher wasn't run, hearing family members fight, when my, when my father died, seeing a favorite tree cut down, my colleague at work criticized an idea of mine and didn't seem to understand it, hearing about my sibling's serious illness, arguing with people on social media about current politics, when my big sister died. Let's take a moment to gently invite this memory and stay with the feeling just for the experiment. Does it, does it feel mellow and serene or tense and uptight? Is there a tension and tightness inside you? Sometimes even a few words make us feel uptight. Someone here says, witnessing the suffering of homeless animals. What does this little exercise tell us? We are mellow and serene when we are happy and we are tense and tight when we are unhappy. We can deal with this tightness either directly or indirectly at a micro moment to moment level or a macro activity level. If we do at the macro activity level, we may not influence the next moment, but over time, we can have a tendency to be more relaxed. So now let's delve deeper. What makes you tense? What patterns, not what event, but what patterns in your mind make you unhappy? Or another way to say it is that, how do you hide your comfortable and peaceful nature? We are not against it's interested in the storylines this time, but in the patterns themselves. So maybe write a word or two about what 
what patterns worry anxiety fear over responsibility trying to do good all the time trying to be too busy what pattern makes you feel tense and tight self criticism we all have that catastrophizing criticizing let's wait for a few more frustration fear too much planning overthinking now in one or two sentences what would be your way of relaxing what makes you relax or uncover the wholesome what opens you up what activity or behavior so first we talked about what made us happy at one point but now we are talking about a happy pattern what activity or behavior makes you feel relaxed and happy regular exercise doing yoga or meditation that's for me cooking talking to friends what is one activity we have singing uh, meditation deep breathing compassion hiking cycling singing hymns and psalms taking pictures editing and posting them accomplishing something i think is important to solve letting go walking out in the nature reading an engaging book taking a good nap helping someone talking to my dog ben so now we see there are many patterns or behaviors inside us which makes us feel relaxed and happy now again in a few words when you are relaxed what feeling are you looking for peace joy feeling rested feeling balanced feeling healthy what feeling are you looking for feeling loved being able to love others gratitude exaltation serenity we get another one on serenity being balanced acceptance calmness connection we are looking for all of those wholesome qualities equanimity being lost in time now let's take a moment and wish yourself all these wholesome qualities serenity may i be serene may i be peaceful may i be relaxed may i go through my day through ease may i be joyful may i thrive and wish others that wholesome state and see if you can commit to do one or more activity which you said helps you uncover or relax into the wholesome states instead of putting them off how about you make it a habit of getting into those activities which makes you relaxed do something which relaxes you it may not always be pleasant by the way pleasant is different from feeling relaxed it could be yard work or learning to play music or learning something new that may not be relax that may not be pleasant but it may take you to feel relaxed so what we talked about so far are indirect ways of letting go of that tightness if you feel motivated to learn how to work with the tightness directly like taking the bull by the horns you may want to learn how to meditate 
or work with a therapist, you can then let go of the tightness at a moment to moment level. Like in a game of Tetris, the solid bricks, brick walls collapse and disappear. That's how you will see your tightness going away. Or Pac-Man gobbling up cookies. That's how you will see that every time the tightness comes, you're able to let go of it. I will post a couple of links on the chat. You can read this tiny booklet about loving kindness meditation by Duck Craft or join a 10 day meditation retreat by Dhamma Sukha. These retreats are always free and are solely for people to learn how to abandon that tightness or Buddha called in Pali Tanha. So back to where we started. Secret of happiness lies inside how we deal with unhappiness. When we let go of that tightness directly or indirectly, we reveal our natural, happy, peaceful mind. Every time you feel unhappy, rejoice. That's your chance to let go of that tightness. And if there is one thing you take from the talk, I hope it is to notice what relaxes you, what puts you at ease. And after doing the activity, during that activity, for example, watching TV, you may feel fine, but after a workout, you feel great. And that's how to evaluate whether you feel relaxed or not after the activity. What puts you at ease and do that more? Be aware of what makes you feel tense and tight. And every time it comes up, don't fight it. Let it be and relax into it. I wish you all well. Let us work towards thriving in difficult times. As a part of the free church tradition, we accept no money from any governmental body nor do we receive money from any ecclesiastical authority. In order that we remain free to govern ourselves, in order to their natural, in addition to their annual pledges, each week our members and friends may choose to give an additional contribution as a public witness that we are and shall remain a free church. With our offering, we also assert that we are part of the interdependent web of existence. One week per month, your gift goes to the chosen community organization. So later this month, we'll take up an offering for our justice partner, Hotel de Zinc. The order of service gives a QR code and link and also information on using text to give by Give Late Lively. If you're visiting for the first time, you are our guest. Please enjoy the music with a clear conscience. <laughs>